If you'll uh, pray with me, I'll pray with you, and we'll get started, because we have a lot to get through today. A lot. So, so, so much. So we have no time to waste taking our time doing intros. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for today. I'm very, very, very thankful, Lord. Um, Oh, man, for your goodness, for your truth. Uh, Lord, (laughs) this is a crazy world. It feels like every time, you know, we start to move into a normalcy, we're reminded that we have no control over anything. And uh, there's two ways to look at that, Father. We can fret and worry and grasp for control, uh, or we can accept and trust um, that nothing surprises you. And I pray for everyone in this room today. God, I am under no illusion that everyone even wants to be here, but I do know that um, you want them here, that they have a purpose, that this is divine appointment. If it's just today that this matters, and I pray, God, that hearts would be attentive, ears would be open um, to what you want to do in their lives. And Father, help me, please, humbly, I say this in front of all these people, help me to preach your word, only your word, and that I would not get in the way, and I will give you all the glory and praise. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. How you guys doing today? Nice. I'm happy too. Sun's out. Luke and Grant have their guns out. Luke's not here. Darn it. I'll say it again later, <clears throat> and uh, it'll be, uh, yeah, it's a good time. I love the sun. I mention this all the time. I probably have sad, seasonal affective something disorder. I don't remember what it is, uh, but the sun's out, so that's, that's a very, uh, that makes me happy. So if you're here today, um, we're, this is, this is an exciting time. Um, I've been talking about this for, for months, uh, primarily the women, looking forward to offending them. And uh, the funniest thing, though, I've had so many of the ladies coming up to me like, I was really looking forward to this. And I'm like, what? No, you're not. Um, But that's one of the cool things about you ladies. Like, you like to sometimes be pushed and challenged, um, whereas guys just glare at you and want to fight you. So, which we'll talk about. Um, So it's a a new series. Um, A few years ago, we did... Weirdly, one of our more popular series, I didn't really attend to. In fact, we have a page that's going to go live. I've got a lot of exciting stuff that's coming with this series. We have an interactive par- portion with this, with this sermon series. You guys are going to get to, at some point, it's at the end of my notes, but I'll tell you now. At some point um, on our website, uh, and the tech guys are like, what? I got you, because it's already done. On the website and or um, uh, Slack you know what that is, on our website probably for people, that, there will be a devotion that goes along with each of these. So you can go a little deeper if you would like to do that. <clears throat> so um, a few years ago I did that series called uh, Be a King, Find a Queen. And really the idea was to challenge the concept of, of masculinity and manhood in our modern world because I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but um, gender, right? Male and female has, has really been attacked, redefined. Um, in fact, it's one of those things that we can feel <clears throat> uh, we can feel uncomfortable even talking about it. And, and, and here's what I mean. I bet you you've already been, for lack of a better word, okay, and I'm not, not trying to be dramatic, for lack of a better word, brainwashed into believing that even saying certain phrases, you, if you even pause for a second in your mind, it's already got to you. And I know it did me. <clears throat> so um, the flip side of this series, which we never got to, was, so you know, uh, be a queen, wait for a king. Now, it's not just about marriage, though marriage is going to be a part of it. 
But we have a very exciting full year, and God has just put on my heart a lot of stuff. So what I had to do was combine them. So we now have a new series in which um, I offend everyone equally at the same time, and uh, that's the plan today. (laughs) So uh, this should be one of the least, I think. But over the next several weeks, we're going to dive in deep, and I really do have a lot, a lot, lot to go over. Um, Hopefully the devotions will go much more in depth and ask you questions on how to apply this to your life. I would look for that by no later than Tuesday. Okay, we'll put a little message out on our Facebook and stuff and our social media. But, yeah, so I'm very excited. hope you guys are too. I think it'll challenge all of us. Um, And I, I want to preface by saying this. Everything we do is based around Scripture. That means God's Word, okay? Uh, however, just like anything else, do you believe in <clears throat> OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder? Does that exist? Narcissism, does it exist? My point in telling you this is a lot of times um, you can go, well, Todd, that's, that, that word's not in the Bible. Of course not. I'm coming up with a language for us to understand a principle. Does that make sense? Now, if you have a question, particularly remnant, for actually anyone, and you end up going, Todd, how does that fit in the Scripture? Come and talk to me. It should be explained here. And over the next few weeks, I'm going to go even more in depth, okay? Today, that's very important because we're going to give titles to types of people that you're not going to find in Scripture, but it's clearly in Scripture. And you'll see what I mean. Make sense? Not yet. It will. So, uh, welcome. And... Uh, yeah, I'm excited. So we live in a challenging time. I mentioned this already. Gender roles are being attacked. Gender as a, a sex, gender, whatever you want to call it, is, has been attacked to the point that um, does it even exist? Is it something that we choose? Does someone slant? So if you have a, a boy that likes to play with dolls or a girl that likes to play with guns, does that mean in and of itself that they are the opposite gender? If a girl wants her hair cut short or a guy wants his hair cut, a boy wants his hair cut long, does that mean they don't want to be a boy or a girl? We, you know, there was an infant. <laughs> I just saw this on social media. A lady had an infant child boy, and she goes, hi, my son is trans. He was probably four months old. She had put this on her son, okay? And I only say that because it tells you where we're at. Now, before I even start, this is what happens when we turn from God and begin to try to define and understand life by our own crooked thinking, for lack of a better word. We try to make sense of things, and what ends up happening is we realize we're just madmen. <laughs> without God giving us direction, without God giving us truth, we are lost. So lost, in fact, that the world doesn't know it's lost. So we have gender rules. We have divorce statistics where regardless, it's not as high as they tell you it is. Church, be encouraged, but it's still higher than it should be. You know, it's not exactly 50%, but it's 40% of, you know, even Christian marriages end in divorce of self-professed Christians. Definitions are changing. Marriage in general. I can't tell you how many times I talk to people who are unhappy in their marriage. They're miserable. And the only reason they stay in it is because God's told them they can't have someone else. Where does that come from? Well, I'm here to tell you that I believe a large part of it has to do with the fact that we have been, since everyone, I don't care how old you are, if you're 100 in here, since you were born, (laughs) energy drink on the ground, that's okay. Since you were born, I'm a squirrel, i got to acknowledge it. Since you were born, you have been fed lies that have affected your expectations what you expect out of your spouse, roles. You have been told that equality equals sameness. 
And that if someone says you have a different role than someone else, they are saying you are less than. And it's affects, it affects our marriage. <clears throat> Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> so originally I was going to call up a panel. And uh, I still probably will at some point of men and women. Thank you for those that uh, volunteered. Um, interesting. And I'm, you know, I'm going to pick on it. I don't think I had anyone over the age of 32 that said they'd be willing to come up and talk about it. Isn't that funny? Why is that? What a weird thing. <clears throat> anyway, you know, we get called a young church a lot, and I'm like, well, yeah, because they're the leaders. They're willing to step up and step, step in and be uncomfortable. You know, you can't have it both ways, you know, and folks older than 32, you know, not me, of course, but, uh, <laughs> you know, you've got to be willing to lead in areas you're uncomfortable if you want them to give you the respect that you desire, them being those younger. You can't lead from the back. Just a thought. Anyway, so here are things I have actually heard. So instead of having them tell you and you being upset at them, I'm going to tell you what I've heard. I have heard when it comes to men, and this is from women, this is they, Christian women even, they, and I bet you, ladies, you're not going to be like, I've never thought this. Yeah, you have. Men are boys, immature, children, lazy, stupid, right? They're just grown-up babies. I, and In fact, I'm not going to say who you are. Some of you in this room have said that. In fact, every one of these words I got from someone in this room, whether they showed up today or not, don't you, don't you pretend you didn't do it or I'll call you out. I'm crazy. You know, every week I think it's my last week, so it's fine. <laughs> when it comes to ladies, you know, I've heard this from men. You're nags. You're vindictive, controlling, spiteful, character assassinators. You know, uh, I was, a friend of mine pointed this out. Anyone know who Jordan Peterson is? Psychologist. He got famous for a while. But he, he came out and he said, uh, they were talking about, you know, men are more aggressive than women. And I ended up going to look in this video. Um, he brought this video up that Jordan Peterson said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, it depends on, how you're, depends on how you're quantifying, right, aggressiveness. Yes, men are going to fight, right, when they're upset. And they'll just say it. Women assassinate character. They destroy character, right? I mean, you say that about each other, ladies. I hear that all the time. I don't like women because they're mean. You are a woman still, right? It's like when I used to be like, I can't stand Christians, and God's like, and you are what? I'm a Christian. <clears throat> Despite what the world says. So, so right there, let me stop. Right there we have, this is the truth. Even Christian women and men say this. So let's stay for a second. If you think that women that are married and women that aren't, it applies to both. If you think that about men, naturally, whether you want to or not, that is your thoughts. Of course your marriages are going to struggle. Because everything you do, you're viewing as a giant toddler. Men, if you think that your wife is all of those things, nags, vindictive, controlling, spiteful, care, of course you're going to have trouble in your marriage because you're going to treat them out of that. You're, you're single and you're having trouble finding someone. Well, that's what you think. Why would you, want to be, why would you want to go have a boyfriend if you're just taking a giant toddler? And why do you want to have a girlfriend? Or for men, it's more why do you want a wife when you can have a girlfriend? Which is all the benefits without having to deal with a nagging, vindictive, controlling. Because that only happens once they get married, right? That's the lie. Or is it? I already, I already offended someone. Good. As we're on the right track. <clears throat> Listen, all of this is this mess of manhood and, and womanhood and masculinity and femininity. And the reality is, we have just given terms to something God created. God created them male and female. 
masculinity and femininity is defined by God. It has to be. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't matter what he thinks. And honestly, it doesn't really matter what I think because we're just in his world living out his design. And when we reject reality, that's no different. And I use this example all the time. And yes, this one is dramatic. If I jump off a building and say I don't believe in gravity and I call it something else, I will soon learn very quickly what gravity is, right? It's the same in this instance. We can try to redefine it all. We can pretend it doesn't exist, yet its effects are felt by everyone, including the erosion and destruction of God's design for men and women. Despite what the world says, God did make male and female. He made them different. He made them unique. They are different. Well, Todd, and here's my one preface. Of course, there's a wide variety of within that. But I hate to tell you, and this is the offending part, but you're all still going to be in the wheelhouse, right? So I'll, be, I'll use me. To, you know, hunting, guns, and cars. That's masculine, right? In a, in a sense, we can all say that. It's, I don't know anything about any of that. Okay, I know how to fight with swords. That's worthless skill. Okay, and I can change my oil and change a tire. Nice, thank you, Denise. You're like, is it really? Exactly. You can run out of bullets. You can't run out of sword. Anyway, <clears throat> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I lost myself on that. Different, unique. Okay, I don't know where I was going. My point is, but but right, I'm still masculine in comparison to a woman, because there's other areas. So yes, there's a variety, but at the end of the day, right, a German shepherd and a poodle are still dogs. Just the way they show themselves, they still have traits that are the same. Same with cats, right? It doesn't, I don't know cat types. Anyway, Siamese and a Maine Coon cat or something, right? Is that what they're called? Those are cool, by the way. They like dogs. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I like dogs. Uh, different, unique, equal, but not, now this is important. God made us equal, but not the same. Not the same. You know, the original titles of the two series, the flip side that we're combining of kings and queens was be a king, find a queen, and be a queen, wait for a king. And yes, that's relationally, but you can be single. You're still a man or a woman. And that happens a lot too. So you maybe you're a good woman, but you settle for a man that isn't a man of God. And then you wonder why you have problems. But here's the thing. Do you really want a man of God? Because if he really was a man of God, that means he's probably not going to fit in your box. He's not going to fit in the world's box. He's not going to be the giant toddler. Because listen, you may not like the giant toddler all the time, but at least the toddler does what you tell it to do. And guys, it's the same. She's really pretty. Well, charm and beauty are fleeting. You're going to be left with what's left. <clears throat> this all fits in it. So the world wants to redefine manhood and womanhood. It wants us to believe that the, the only options there are for men and women are the options it, being the world, and they, being those in it, give us. They define it, right? They define it by looking at the TV. They tell us what it is. See, that's how they, that's how they get this. Everything we watch has a message. And of course the message is appealing. Of course it is. Guys, it's great to be told that women are, they're, they're just as, yeah, they're as leaders as we are, which is true, right, in that sense. Because then you get to be a boy. She can carry the weight of the bills and the house and the children, and you can play video games. Of course, who, that's appealing. Great. 
And ladies, you get to be in control. You're in control. And then lonely and sad, and you carry all the weight while you complain about carrying all the weight that you fight for. Because that's what they tell you real men and women do. As long as you bark and yell and growl every now and then, right, men, you're men. No. Do you carry any weight? I'll offend you now. How, how involved are you in the finances? Not at all? Well, then don't complain when she tells you you don't get 20 bucks. Because children don't get to determine their allowance. And ladies, if you fought for that and you nag him and well, every time he takes a dollar bill and does something or you don't like it, well, then carry the weight. You don't get to complain. You can't have it both ways. A lot of you guys have hid behind advice I've given before, which is if she's naturally better at money, then she should handle it. Bull. That doesn't mean you have nothing to do with it and then just complain when she says, honey, we can't afford that. Yes, we can, and then you go do it. Because at the end of the day, you ain't the one trying to figure out how you're going to make ends meet that month. That's reality. That's real talk. The world wants to redefine man and woman. wants us to believe that their only options are what it and they give us. This is a lie. Those are not the only option. God has created us. God has created you, ladies, men. Hey, you are not second-rate men. Ladies don't want to hear this too, right? We live in a patriarchy. We haven't lived in a patriarchy for 100 years. Here's the reality. You are not second-rate citizens. And if you continue to believe that you are, this world will continue to careen out of control. They can say they don't need you. Your mama can say it. Your wife, your sister, whoever it is, TV, that's a lie. They can say it all they want because when crap hits the fan, oops, he said crap, who are the ones taking the guns? And defending the homeland. Who are the ones providing? It's going to be you. Todd, you said turn the other cheek. Fine. I'm clearly not talking about violence right now. Come to a different one. My point is don't let them tell you that. Because that, in accepting that message, you are not loving your families. You're not loving your communities. Yes, thank you. That was my daughter. I know that. Yeah, anywhere. God has created us and you for so much more. You believe that? No. See, I've already offended you. I've already offended you. I, I wish I had a lie detector. I could like see it because I can already tell the offense. Good, right? Because repentance can only come when you recognize that you have offended something. What? God's standard. Boom. Let's just leave. We're done. That's truth. We are made, you are made to be kings and queens. Todd, there's only one king. He's called the what? King of kings. Lord of lords. That's what you're made to be. How do I know that? Well, he said you are a co-heir with Christ. On the side, self-hatred is not holy. There's a weird culture in Christianity that seems to idolize self-hatred. Nope, nope, it's not me. I'm garbage. God puts you in the bin. Nope. Hey, great job. Nope, not me. I, I'm a piece of trash. That's not glorifying to God. What's glorifying to God is the fact that he lifted you and put you where you're at for a reason. And you obeyed. So even when I say kings and queens, some guy out there, I always think it's a pastor that talks like this. Some guy out there is mad because I said be a king or queen. P.S. in my notes, it's little K, little Q. There, now I've made him happy. At the end of the day, <laughs> bitter. Anyway, my point is like, yes, we are called to do that. And I'm going to tell you right away, right here. So, of kings and queens, let's jump in this because we have a lot to do and I've already gone long. I want to establish some facts before we continue. Let's look at Genesis 127. Since you don't believe me, I'm going to tell you. I hope it's here. Uh-oh, he's hesitating. 
I'm never going to stop. Here we go. It's Zach. I make fun of him every time. Thank you, brother. You're doing a good job. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created them male and female. Let's establish some facts. God made us male and female. He created Zem. It's a pronoun thing. It's a, it's a shot at it. Anyway. God made us male and female in his own image. If you don't know what that means, it means people are making up their own pronouns. Call me Zay, Zim, Zao, anyway. God made us male and female in his own image. We were made as image bearers. You bear the image of God whether you believe in him. Isn't that crazy? Whether you believe in him, you were made in his image. We are image bearers, walking statues of God's glory. Of all creation, the, the, the stars, the mountains, the ocean, the lion, the elephant, the giraffe, of all the things, none of them reflect the glory of God like you do. <gasps> but Todd, that's not self-hatred. No. No. If people believed, I just told you, male and female, yes, we agreed? Does it say that? Made in the image of God. Are we in somewhat of agreement? Those that aren't, you just pretend not to. Yeah, we're with you. <laughs> Was that an agree, AJ? I didn't know. I was like, yeah, all right. Or like, hey, Place is burning down. I, don't, I forget the, sim, the signs we have. Okay, thank you. Listen, so you've just said you are an image bearer of God. You ready? If people believe God was exactly how you were as a man or a woman, who would he be? Who's God? Who's God if he's you? Now, some of you are already making excuses in your head. Well, Jesus didn't have to live with Bob, right? Well, Jesus didn't have to be married to Susie. There's no Susie in here this time, right? Okay. <laughs> who is God if you are the one who points to? Is he a walking toddler? Is he uh, a... <laughs> I love her. Is he uh, a vindictive, nagging, controlling character assassinator? You're a statue of his glory. What kind of glory are you showing? So we established that. So we're going to move on, both of us, male and female. That's, that's really all I want to establish. Both men and women are created in the image of God to be image bearers of God. Now let's move on to us, guys. I was going to do the ladies first because I kept talking trash, and I was like, you know what? No, we're men. We will lead the way. We will lead the way with our hurt. Anyway, <laughs> there's a rap song, rap music, Andy Minio. <laughs> it's called uh, The Man. Uh, it's from an album called uh, Man Up Album. I believe the song's Man Up. And it says, Andy Minio says, being a man's got nothing to do with age. You can be a boy to the day you lay in your grave. How about that? How about the fact there's 75-year-old boys? Where are all the men, guys? We're experiencing a trying time for manhood in this world. I promise you. In fact, I hold us responsible more than anyone else. We allowed this. We began to, uh, even politically, there are men who said, I want power enough that I will change culture to get votes. I will appease people to get votes. I will lie. I will erode family. Here's some stats, and I've given these before. On any given Sunday, there are 13 million more adult women than men in American churches. 13 million more. This Sunday, almost 25% of married church-going women will worship without their husbands. That's one-fourth. Some of you may be doing it in here. 
More than 90% of American men believe in God. Five out of six call themselves Christians, but only two out of six attend church on a given Sunday. I can tell you right now, the members of this church, you come when you want. Right, men? Because you got important stuff to do. Only two out of six men attend church on a given Sunday. The average man accepts the reality of Jesus Christ, but fails to see any value in going to church. Fewer than 1% of church-going men, fewer than 1% participate in any sort of ongoing men's ministry program. That's why I'm going to brag on the remnant. That's definitely not the case here. It's higher, but still not everyone. Fewer than 1% nationwide. Let that sink in. As many as 70% of men have actively sought out pornography this year. 70 out of 100 men. I believe that's probably higher. As many Christians, and I told you it's a little deceitful, it's a little less, but pretty close. As many Christians as non-Christians will divorce this year. 33% of the seven, this, this will make you cry. 33% of the 72 million children in America will go to bed without their biological father in the home. 33%. Fatherless children are five times as likely to live in poverty, repeat a grade, and have, an emotion, have emotional problems. 20%, I'm sorry, 26% of absentee fathers, over a fourth, live in a different state than their children. That's a, is that a woman problem? This breaks this up by race, and I don't know why, but either way, it's powerful. 70% of African American homes and 40% and rising in the Anglo community don't have fathers. Don't have fathers at all. They're not there. 92, this is wild, 92.9% of prison inmates are men. And I've seen the stat, I just don't want to tell you exactly what it is because I can't remember the statistic of men in prison who didn't have a father in their life. If that doesn't hit you, man, I don't know what does. And some of you have experienced that. And you're walking miracles and testimonies. You statistic breakers. It doesn't matter if you've went to jail or not. You hear now you broke a statistic. It doesn't matter if you if you succeeded. It doesn't matter if you don't drop. You're here. What's the issue? What's the issue? What, how is this happening? This isn't just a non-Christian issue, right? This isn't just a this is a man issue. Something has gone terribly wrong with men, with us. In fact, the church has created and idolized a version of manhood that oftentimes does not reflect the biblical design and in fact, goes the, in, I would go so far as to say, opposes the biblical design of masculinity. When niceness trumps true leadership, we've changed it. When strength is always equated with violence, we end up with something different. They're both, both opposite ends of the spectrum, right? I'm a nice guy. Well, then you're never going to speak up for truth. You're never going to lead your family. And you're going to hide behind, I'm nice. And the world owes me. Or you're the other side. I'm a man and I'm going to prove it with my fists. Both the world and sometimes the church's issues with manhood revolve around one simple fact. We have given up our God-given birthright. And over the next several weeks, we are going to talk, men, about how to live a life that's fulfilling. Because many of you are depressed. And you're depressed because you live like boys. I'm serious. Some of it's not our fault. Some of it's what we've been shown. But we, we, have, we are caged lions. Have you ever seen a lion in like Africa, right? Wild. Have you looked at a caged lion? You think a wild lion is going to let me walk over and just go, Hey, little buddy, and scratch near him? No, he's going to maul me. That lion is so dead inside. He's just like, <laughs> Right? 
They learn to what? Give a show so they can get treats. I'll roar on command so I get rewarded. Like I'll lead my family at church so it looks good. But at home, it's not like that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how to be the men, husbands, fathers, friends. Friends, what? You're called to be a friend. Did you know that? And leaders, God has intended you to be. There's not a man in this building that is not called to be a leader in some capacity. Single men, we're going to encourage you to look for a queen and wait for her. Not just a warm body. Married men, how do you call out the queen in your wife? How do you change the direction of your marriage after years of not? You can. It's not too late. How do you bring her back to life after she's wilted or speak life? Single women, right? We'll get to that in a little bit. But how do you find a man that's more than a pretender? Married women, how do you help your man be the man he should be? Why is it that you've made your husband weak and beat him down and then lust after the strong men on TV that are the bad boys? Don't even lie. Because you do. Men, <clears throat> we're gonna, today is going to be an overview, and then I'm going to get to the masks that we hide behind. Every one of us, we, we'll, we'll get to this, we'll take different ones off, but we typically have, a, have one that's our go-to. Only one of the masks, which isn't a mask at all, is the truth of who we are. All right, Genesis, interestingly, the verse before 27. Genesis 1.26. Then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, they will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. You're an image bearer. Before the sect, the verse I told you where it says male and female, he made them. He made you to do what? To rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, all the earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. Why did he give you the job first? Yes, females have the same role as far as to be, but he, he did this intentionally. And ladies, you need to accept it. If you equate his leadership with you being less than, you're not a confident woman, period. Man, you were made to rule in the land. You were made to be a king in obedience to the king of kings. You were made to rule this. That's why Narnia is cool, right, if you know that. He rules in the name of Aslan. You rule in the name of God. You rule this creation. It pleases him to see you rule your kingdom in his name. Genesis 2.15 tells you the, the second side of it. So you were made to rule. Okay? Genesis 2.15. Then God took the man and placed him in the Garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. You ready? You were to tend the garden. What's that mean? You were to take care of the kingdom and provide and tend your garden. What is the garden? Your job, your family, your children. The kingdom is Christendom. You were called to lead this church. You were called to lead it, and you don't. You come by, and you sit here, and you go home, and you do nothing here. And then complain about it. Well, I'm quiet. I don't want to. I don't have time. Lies, lies, lies. Weak, weak, weak. If you want to fight me over that, go ahead, but it don't change the facts. Why are the majority of my ministry leaders female? Why are the majority of ministry people that jump into situations female? Why are the only people that stepped up and said, I want to help fundraise for our projects, three women? 
And then men always nod. No offense. You always nod. You just don't do anything but nod. You're to bear the image of God. We are, that, that's our job right here. The man took the, the Lord took God, placed him in the Garden of Eden to work it and watch over it. Work it and watch over it. Rule the kingdom, tend your garden. That's it. That's what we are called to do. That is what we are called to do. You are to provide and tend your garden. And if you don't do either one of those things, you are not fulfilling the role and birthright that you've been called to do, period. Does that mean every guy is a loud mouth like me? No, you can lead and be silent. In fact, sometimes, like, in quiet, sometimes it's more powerful. But you know what I'm talking about. You use your silence, like you're the scary, quiet guy. <clears throat> Dude, those guys make me so mad because they remind me of how I grew up. You rule through fear and intimidation, then you explode periodically. But you're quiet the rest of the time. I can't stand it. To this day, there's certain dudes, they know this, my friends here, I have to tell them, dude, you make me feel like that. You make me feel like I was a kid again, and I'm going to accidentally kick over the can of Pepsi, and you're going to want to beat the tar out of me. When really, you're just, you're all bark. I'm so tired of the, the, the fake tough guys, man. I'm so tired of it. Here's a newsflash. If you haven't been punched in the nose, you're not tough. I'm just going to tell you right now. If you have not been punched in your nose, you are not tough. You're not a fighter. I don't care how many UFC events you've watched. I, I mean, that's the reality. I'm so tired of it, man. Ugh. Anyway, I'm allowed to be more aggressive because I am a guy. Anyway, we got to do that. And I'm not saying I do this stuff perfectly. So before the ones out there going, look who he think he is. He tended to go. No, I stink at it. I have a tendency to, like, I'll take care of the kingdom, but I don't ever want to be accused of doing so. Like, okay, fine. You don't want to follow me? Do your own thing. That's me. You don't want to be over here? Cool. I'm going to go over here and make a fire. You don't want to stand with the fire? Freeze to death. I don't care. That's my tendency. That's not any better. I'm a mercenary. You'll see that in a minute. That's, that's what I'll slide into sometimes. So, no, I don't think I'm better than you. It's part of my frustration. But I can admit it. Can you? I love it because somebody in the room is mad. And I'm sitting here going, bro, I haven't said your name. I don't, I did not say your name. You're mad at God. Because if the shoe fits, I don't know your shoe size. So we're going to talk about the masks of men. Okay? What are these? These are the false identities you, we take instead of being the image bearer. And I guarantee you one of them is going to, you're going to relate to. It stinks. Trust me, I get it. Oftentimes, we'll do more than one. Number one, instead of being the king, you're the jester. You're the jester. It's the funny guy. It's the entertainer. Everything's a joke all the time. And if everything's a joke all the time, then nobody takes you serious enough to put any weight on you. You can't be serious Keep going, bud. Catch up. There you go. Everything's a joke. You can't be serious unless it's a part of the act. All right? It's a setup for the joke. He takes his identity from entertaining people. I'm a good man because I make people laugh. So a lot of times they don't even get you women. Right? In the short term. Food and laughter, right? That's what I'm told, ladies. That's how I get to your heart. I've never been able to do either. Anyway, it's, his self-worth is tied to how much notice he gets from the crowd. How much notice do you get from the crowd, right? Did you get laughs? 
Now, the jester is just the nickname. It can also be sports. Right? Because at the end of the day, what are, I love sports. Everybody knows that. I love competing. But at the end of the day, in the big scheme of things, it's a game. It's an act. It's always about him and what he brings, his gift. Look at me, everyone. I'm funny. I'm a good athlete. I'm a tough guy. No, we'll get to him. Ladies, by the way, you know why these masks exist? Because you, you, you reward them. Yeah, he's a funny guy. He's controllable. He makes you look good, too, in the crowd because everybody laughs. <laughs> I love it. Women, you're already mad and I ain't even to you yet. How is that even possible? How many of you going to walk out and have to go to the bathroom during the part about the women? Don't think I haven't noticed that. Some of y'all folks, as soon as I get to the hard part, like, I got to go to the bathroom for 30 minutes. <laughs> no, no one's going to want to go to the bathroom. That's not. All right. The funny guy, the jester, mask. Number two, I got to move through these. This, I, this is me forcing stuff in the mercenary. I can do this at times. Okay? It's embarrassing to tell you. Okay. Even if you're not intending it, you're domineering, you're scary, you threaten, if not in words, in the, your persona. You don't need anyone. You know it all. You'll, you will succeed no matter who he has to step on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get mine. He's a warrior, but he only fights for himself and what's best for him. These guys get really far in life. They're the CEOs, and that's why we do it. They're the leaders, but they're not really leading. They're just scaring everyone around them. And it's funny, once we reward them, we give them even more power, right? The CEO who's the mercenary then has the power to fire you. P.S. If somebody, I've had this happen before. I'm going to stop being real with you guys. If every time I confess something, every time, like we have a personal fight, and you're like, Todd, you be in the mercenary. That's not how it works. That's happened. Todd, you said you couldn't control your mouth. I was like, it has nothing to do with the fact that you're a drunk, right? Anyway. That happened. He's a warrior, but he only fights for himself and what's best for him. These are the CEOs, the execs, whatever else it is. That's reality. And guys, a lot of times we put this on. This one's one we all have in our back pocket. I call it the mercenary because you just fight, right, for what you get. The fake tough guys, you UFC fighters, I'll never forget. I had a dude. It was one of my best burns, too. I was playing football in college, in backyard football. And this guy, he was older than me. So old, he was probably 28. You know, when you're 21, that seems decrepit, like last year for me. Anyway, um, boy, did I, little did I know uh, that he was right. I was right. Anyway, this guy, um, <laughs> we're playing football, and he was like, it was tackle football. And you don't do that as you get older, but we're playing with these grown men. I mean, these are probably dudes in it, which is fine. I have a problem with that because now I'm that guy. But we end up playing, and he starts throwing people around, you know, and, and screaming like, nobody could stop me. And I, I, had, I got there, and this is, this is me a little bit. I came, and I was playing safety, so I got there a little you know, late. And I hit the guy. He goes over, and he's up like, it took four of you to stop me. And I said, no, nah, I took one. I just got there late. Get it? Yeah. Well, then he got up, and he literally is coming at me. And he's like trying. He grabs my throat, you know, and I'm still kind of laughing because, like, I don't, you know, I'm a believer by this point. So I'm like throwing his hand off me and he's like, I'm a cage fighter. And then he had like a little, it always reminds me, anybody watch Aladdin? What's the parrot's name? 
Iago. He, he had a Iago who was like talking trash for him. Hey, he's a cage fighter. He's a USC fighter. Or no, he's a cage fighter. He's the number one cage fighter in the county or something. I was, and I looked at him and I go, I didn't see you on UFC 101 last night. And he's like, mother. Anyway, it was funny. I burned him. <laughs> I burned him twice. Anyway, that's the point though, right? Is that guy, the re- why did he get so mad? I'm serious, even though it's funny. Why did he get so mad? I didn't burn him that much. I just said, dude, it only took one. Because I ruined his illusion. I ruined his mask. He wasn't tough, and he wasn't. I just got there late. Because he's going down either way, right? See, my tough guy. Anyway, number three. This one's so popular in the church. Pay attention with me. Go move on. The gentleman. If Austin was in here, I joke with him about this a lot. I love you. Not that he's that. We have our own joke. If he's watching, I have to say this. Austin, this is not you. I'm not saying this is you. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Inside joke. I wish I had one someday. Uh, the gentleman, he's the nice guy. This is the one rewarded in the church. He's the nice guy. He always pleases. He's gentle and kind and never rocks the boat. He's just like Jesus. I'm like, what Jesus are you looking at? Jesus always rocked the boat. <laughs> he just didn't always have to. He gives to get. That's the, that's the thing about the nice guy, ladies. He gives to get. That's why he's passive-aggressive, because he has a covert contract. If you come to the service, you'd remember this. He does these things and expects you to reward him. So anytime you criticize him, he's like, what do you mean? I made the, I folded the laundry. You're not allowed to tell me to do something. You're not allowed to say you're sad. He gives to get. He often looks like the perfect husband on the outside, but his wife is tired, stressed, passionless at home because she carries all the weight. And I'm tired of you nice guys making the rest of us look bad because the women buy your mask. I'm going to tell you this right now. It happens all the time. All you ladies are over here idolizing these nice guys when you don't want the bad boy, right? Because you want a little bit of both. You just don't want the bad boy to live with you. Anyway, the nice guy. It seems good. It has the appearance. I always think of this verse, man. It has the appearance of godliness but denying its power. It has the appearance of love, but it's all self-motivated. It gives, like, right? It gives apple pies all the time when the truth is you just wanted an orange cream pie. I don't know. Does that exist? No? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm not a cook. Jenny's like, no, you sicko. Okay. <laughs> hey, that could be a good pie. Anyway, my point in saying that is he gives something that nobody even asked for to justify not giving what the world needs. Make sense? You told you, like, this isn't in the Bible. I have someone for each of these. Stick around. This is the overview. Okay, moving on. Do you understand this, guys? Man, I'm talking to you. Women, do not go around telling your husband, yeah, you're being the nice guy right now. You don't get to use this as a weapon, or he gets to in a minute when it comes to you. Deal? You call him that, he gets to call you the masks that's coming. All right, anyway, does this make sense, men? I need you to look. I need you. I need you here with me. I can't tell. I'll throw a podium. Perfect. See, because I'm a mercenary. All right, next, number four. Now, ladies, you say you hate him. You say you hate this guy. You can't stand him. And yet you're always going out with him. He's the playboy, right? This guy is Mr. Smooth. He's the womanizer. He looks good, smells good, speaks well, and leaves behind him a trail of women. Now, man, I told you we have different masks, right? We know when to put that on, when to put the mercenary on. He gets his identity from the attention and adoration of women. He's very sexual. He's very charming. Ladies, you know who they are. 
You can meet a guy, not even him, you can sense that. Men, and, and I know you do. I know the, some of the people in this room have done that or do it. And you tell yourself you're not too bad because you're not cheating on your wife. But you're still getting something from other women. It makes you feel good. You know, it's, <laughs> there's a lot. I got to hold this. Ladies, you remember this. Because I remember one time telling, this is terrible because... Ladies, you reward this too. You may not marry this guy, but this guy can manipulate you so easily. And I tell you, you know, a lot of times you'll get a husband. Some women have husbands who try to be kings. And they end up dominating them and trying to beat them down. And I want to be like, man, I know some dudes, I played football with especially that are these guys, that they'd come to your house, treat you like trash, and you'd be asking them to come back. Because they know how to manipulate that well. You take advantage of the fact that your husband's not this. Some of you have very good husbands that you don't appreciate and you beat down. And then you wonder why he doesn't talk to you. Why would he? Why would he talk to you when every word out of your mouth is cutting? Or comparison. So-and-so's husband doesn't do that. So-and-so does this. I know men in this church right now it happens to I don't know how many of you guys have been told that. So-and-so does this for his wife. Well, why ain't you married to so-and-so? Anyway, number five, the only true identity that we are to have as as men, the king. What is the king? We're going to go into these in depth later, and we'll have the king follows and imitates the king of kings. He lives like his father. He imitates his Lord in everything. This is going to be funny. You ready? He laughs. Why do I put that? He fights. He leads. He pursues one woman. You know why? Get what I did there? He can use all of the masks because they're not masks. He can laugh and be funny, right? He fights for others. He leads. He pursues one woman. He is Mr. Smooth. He is the playboy to one woman. Some of you dudes have stopped romancing your wives. Like, I don't know why she doesn't want to have relations. I don't know how to say it in an offensive manner. Because you, yeah, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to quit treating her like she's just a piece of, literal piece of meat. Although ladies quit using that as an excuse because you just don't want to. You treat me as a piece of meat. And he's like got candles and roses and it's still not enough. Okay. The king tends his garden and rules his kingdom. He can use all other roles without being defined by them. Make sense? He can use all other roles without being defined by them. All right, fine, moving forward, we're going to talk about queens. Ask yourself this, man. Which mask do you use? What's your go-to? Is it the king? Because if it's not, you got some changing to do. And if you don't know the king of kings, then there's no way you'll ever be the king. You can be a made-up one. You can be a puppet king. You can be a pretender. But you'll never be a king because you don't know how. There is only one king. I can never tell whether you guys are thinking or completely lost. This is why the, the southern preachers say, can I get an amen, right? You don't have to, but, I mean, can you not at least? <laughs> I have an uncle that's a pastor down south. I don't know what he'd do with you guys, right? 
He'd probably, one, be, on one hand, be like, wow, I think they're listening. On the other hand, he'd be like, I don't know. Yell at you, probably. Um, ladies, I'm going to talk to you today. While men have settled for being less than the kings they're made and called to be, women have also settled for a counterfeit version of femininity. You have settled for less than being the queen you're made and called to be. Some of you are like, no, I'm not. I'm tough. Exactly. There seems to be a misunderstanding when it comes to womanhood. It seems that most pe- to most women, the choices are either be a doormat, weak woman who is dominated by the men in her life or be a domineering, aggressive woman who lets, quote, no man control her. And she typically does that by attacking every man around, emasculating them, tearing them down, trying to prove you're better. And then every now and then she runs into one that doesn't put up with it, and you're like, oh, my goodness, what's happening? You're being mean to me. Those are not the only two options. Do you understand that? You have been told that. You have been lied to by, you ready for this, this terrible F word? Feminism. Feminism doesn't care about you. Feminism is a word that is really a political word that's been used to get politicians elected. I believe that. These are not the only two options. Women in my life, I'm going to say this, I've been called a chauvinist, okay? Because I, I don't understand. By people close to me. You're a chauvinistic pig because I don't hate myself for being a man. Yeah, I make mistakes, but I make manly ones, right? I'm just kidding. My point is, but I'm serious. I've, I, I've, in fact, some of you in this room, and I'm not mad at you, have already sent in three or four questions of real talk. Todd, why do you always talk about submission? Why didn't you ask your other pastor why he never did? Why don't you ask the other churches why they never talk about something that is clearly in the Bible? That You know why they don't? Because remember what I said about what's the church made up of? Primarily women. That affects his job if you don't like his preaching. Because you're going to tell your husband, who's a pretend king, I don't want to go to church there anymore. And even though he may think that teaching is good and solid, he's going to leave because, well, you're, you know, you wear the pants. But he'll come to me and go, you know, Todd, I just, I feel like the Lord's calling me to go nowhere. But I can't be here. Wouldn't do that. You know, I'm not a chauvinist. Anyone met my mom? Uh, She's been around recently. Raise your hand. I don't care. My mom's been here. Raise your hand. I say that because if you've met my mom, you would know it. Okay? I love my mom. But my mom, would anybody here say my mother is a weak woman? (laughs) Immediately. No, man. They would say I'm weak before her. She's not. I was raised in, in, with, with, from the south, my mom's from the south. You know, my, my family, her mom, it's a matriarchy. It's built around my grandmother to this day. Okay, and there's, I, the idea of honoring that and the family stuff's beautiful, but my mom is not weak. My sisters are not weak to a fault. Okay, I, had, I am this because I had to survive. <laughs> I met another woman. Her name's Ann. I've talked about her. She's one of my favorite people in the whole world. Um... Man, I, I could go on and on about her. A woman of such a godly woman. Uh, does not, you know, probably more strong-willed naturally. I shouldn't say that. Probably more, uh, definitely more talkative um, than her husband. Definitely more like, go, go, go. He is very intelligent, brilliant guy. But she chooses to respect him and honor him, right? Doesn't make her less than. Smart woman. A woman of God, in fact, is, is strong, so strong, in fact, that she doesn't have to prove it by being angry or domineering or by pretending to be a man. That's the sad thing. You aren't a, you're not being a woman here, you roar. You're being a woman in a really poorly made man suit. 
But, but partially I feel for you because that's the world you've been, you've been told. You've been told that your femininity is something to be despised or abused, right? That's part of it too. Sometimes we become that way and we'll get to that. Now, I didn't say this for the men because I am one, but I want to say this, ladies, because I mean this. In a world where men have often collectively failed to step into the role God has made for them, women have had to step into roles not made for them, right? Because the men haven't, women, you've had to step in. At the same time, culture has, under the guise of equality, tricked you into believing that equality means sameness, that to be equal to men means there is no difference, and that to say femininity is something unique is to say we're stereotyping. That's why some of you got mad earlier when I said that. You don't tell me what a woman is. Maybe I'm a woman that likes cars. Okay. (laughs) We have tried to make exceptions. Listen to me. We have tried to make exceptions. We have allowed exceptions to become the norm and the standard. Am I losing you? I know I'm using big words today. I'm not mocking you. I mean that. Right? This has affected women how? In your roles as mothers, in your roles as wives, in your roles in society. Women play a key role in the design of creation. And just as men's unwillingness to step into their God-given roles as kings has led to, and I mean this, to the crumbling of culture and society at home and in the church, so too has your unwillingness to embrace your God-given role as queens contributed to the erosion of society and culture. Make no mistake, you are at fault too. You're made for more than that. You're made for more than that. Quit lying. Quit saying you're not a nag just because you're blaming someone else. If your husband is weak, it doesn't justify your sin. I'm already losing. I mean, that's just reality. But you think it does. So I do want to say this. Before we continue, these gender-specific messages and topics are very emotionally charged for people. Some of you are already, I get it. Men often become angry. Women do as well. But even more so, women tend to feel shame and condemnation. Men tend to get more angry. Women feel shame and condemnation. I'm not measuring up. That's not my intention. I'm not intending to shame or condemn you at all. Quite the contrary, ladies. I believe in you. I believe in you. I really do. I think you can change culture. I believe in who you really are, and I believe that any failing to live up to your calling is not indicative of who you are, who you were made to be, and who you've been made to believe you are. I want you to live out of who you really are. Who is that? Genesis 127 again. You ready? I got you. You jumped ahead. You can't get ahead. Genesis 127 again. Take your time. There we go. That's what you get, dude. See? Mercenary. I'm just kidding. So God created, I can say that he's family. So God created man in his own image, because you can treat family terribly. Anyway, so God created man in his own, that's not true. God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created the male and female. Listen, make no mistake, you are created to be image bearers just as men are. You're meant to co-rule creation in the name of their father and king. You are equal to men in importance and purpose. But you are meant to be unique and different from men, Period. If you have your Bibles, I'm going to move quick. I'm sorry. we got a lot. Titus 2, 3 through 5. I'm not even going to do the one that annoys you the most, ladies. It's coming, though. In the same way, older women are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not addicted to much wine. They are to teach what is good. (sighs) Okay, I'm just going to read. (laughs) Uh, They may encourage the young women to love their husbands and to love their children, to be self-controlled, pure, homemakers, kind and submissive to their husbands. Well, I guess I did. So that God's message will not be slandered. 
What is that? Women, you're called to be good. Teach what is good. Not slanderers. Hey, it doesn't matter how you, you honey the words. Do you know what slander is? When you're damaging the reputation of someone, you're to teach what is good. Why? You may encourage young women, so whether you're single or not, ladies, this isn't just married women, so young women are what? To love their husbands? Oh, you don't have love of husbands. Okay, to love children? Okay, but are you, you can still be called to be self-controlled, pure, homemakers. Oh, some of you don't like that. Bible. Kind and submissive to their husbands. Kind. That goes for any woman, right? You were called to be kind. I'm sorry. Well, so are men. Why are you even telling me that? Why, why is that your go-to? We're talking about you. So that God's message will not be slandered. So we talked about slander. When you don't act this way, God's name gets slandered. Okay? I'm going to talk about, so whether single or married, these traits are to be pursued, right? I mean, to be kind. To be self-controlled, pure. These traits are to be pursued, and a queen exemplifies them and pursues them. If you're a queen, you shouldn't be making excuses why you're not this. You should be killing the parts that aren't and pursuing it. I'm not naturally a homemaker, so what? Become one. Who do I know I made somebody mad. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. That's the Bible. So then we're going to move on real quick. And again, guys, this is an overview. We're going to go much in depth in the weeks to come. We're going to talk about Proverbs 31. Isn't it funny that Proverbs 31, instead of being honored now, you spend all your time trashing it, seeing how unrealistic it is? I cannot believe how many times I hear women go, that's just so unrealistic. It just shames me because I don't match up to it. It's all about you. There you go again. If I can't match the standard naturally, then the standard isn't good. Let me attack Todd for talking about submission. I'm just going to bring up two verses from Proverbs 30, 31, 25 and 26. Okay? Strength and honor are her clothing, and she can laugh at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and loving instruction is on her tongue. <laughs> what is wrong with that type of character? What is wrong with that? Who, why would you not want to be a woman that pursues that? Sorry, baby. <laughs> Proverbs gets a bad rap, even though I call this the queen section. When I read this as a man, I'm not just saying this, he's just saying that because he wants to keep us downtrodden. No, it's a fact. When I read it, in my head, I see a queen. She is not weak. <laughs> She's a queen. I want to follow her. Isn't that weird? I'm like, oh, here's this good woman. You know, me and my, my best friend had a, you know, he had it, and then we talked, and it became our saying. It's like a woman of substance. as two young Christian men, and I never use it. I've known three in my entire life. Four, maybe. Women of substance. It means a woman who pursues God so hard that it's real. Proverbs gets a bad rap. This is unrealistic. I'm not going to make you raise your hands, but I know you've said it. What if a man said that? Well, I, you're supposed to love your wife as Christ loves the church. That's unrealistic. I just, I can't do that. That's too hard. Don't they know Christ died for us? That's <laughs> what, you want me to kill myself? That's the same thing. Even church culture tries to water this down. I can't tell how many articles. Google it. How Proverbs 31 doesn't mean what it means and how it doesn't mean this and blah, blah, blah. Yes, it does. 
Yes, it does. Yes, it does. And just because your husband doesn't appreciate it doesn't mean it's not a worthy calling. And some of you think that. You only do it, but that's a mask. i got to keep moving. What is wrong with the pursuit of this type of character? And this is all of them. I'm going to give you. A wo- Proverbs 31, woman, if she is real, she's not weak. Go read it. She's, in, she's not weak. She's smart. She's capable. She's strong. She's confident. She is. Go read it. I challenge you to read it because I bet you haven't. You head on to the part that says she gets up in the morning early. I don't want to do that. So what are the masks of women? i got to move, man. I'm going to lose you guys. I already have, but there's a lot. I told you. The masks of women because you got them. We have the martyr. Ladies, you're the martyr. She's always wronged. Always. She's never wrong herself because it's always someone else's fault. My husband, it's my kids, it's my job. She often finds a man that wants to be good because he's easily manipulated through guilt. If you can find, she will always, almost always be with a good man because he will always obey her through guilt tactics. Shame. Because your life's always worse than his, right? If held accountable, she's being, quote, spiritually abused. Uh-huh. How dare he tell me the truth? You're spiritually abusing me. That's weird. It always seems you're being abused when I tell you something you don't want to hear. Even though it's in the Bible. I'm going to tell you something right now. If you've ever encountered true spiritual abuse, you wouldn't be saying that. <clears throat> it's always someone else's fault. The martyr often withdraws when she doesn't get what she wants or needs. I don't have to go to church. I'm just too tired. No, I don't want to go there, honey, because I just don't feel like it. If you loved me, you'd understand that. And he can never trump you, right, with the kids, because even if he does everything you did and more, he didn't birth them. So you always have your ace. She serves to get, very similar to the nice guy. She's always a martyr. She gets attention for how much she sacrifices. Look at me. Look what I give. Moving on, number two. Guys, this notes will be on the uh, devotions as well. So if you want to take that, we'll put these. It'll all be there for you, okay? Sorry. There's a lot to it. The woman, which it should have been a little bigger. We probably could have fit it on a couple slides. The woman, one, aggressive. She's a woman. Oops, I forgot the, the pun on words here. The woman. Get it? It's the man suit. All right. Aggressive, domineering. She's a woman. Hear her roar. She demands and commands those around her, including her husband. You ever been around someone that the way she talks to her husband embarrasses you, whether you're male or female? Raise your hand if you've been in a situation like that. It's embarrassing. You haven't? Raise it high. I can't hear you. Yeah, I have. It's embarrassing. Some of you just don't want to raise your hand. Makes my point. She demands and commands those around her, including her husband. She threatens to get her way. If you don't do this, so-and-so is going to happen. She needs no one. She believes femininity is weak and worthless, and she has to be in control. Has to be. That's very, very common, ladies. It's the, it's the, the other side of the mercenary. To, and by the way, if you're mad already, this is probably you. Because again, don't know your shoe size. Number three is the mouse. And this one, this one, this one is still a mask, but it's sad. The mouse is meek, frightened, and scared. Hurt has caused her to hide. 
Often they've been abused in some capacity, whether it's by a relative or friend, uh, you know, husband, boyfriend. They try to avoid anything that could rock the boat. They're very dutiful, but they're not passionate. It's like a wilting flower. Wilting, but okay with it because, well, it's better than the alternative, which is being hurt. Has let failings, abuse, and brokenness create her identity. Some of you ladies have allowed your trauma, using modern words, your brokenness and your hurt become your identity. Has let life steal her light and is lonely, often looking to books, TV, and etc. to experience a fantasy life. Number four, the seductress. I got to move here. I'm running. Charming, attractive, smooth. It's the playboy and girl form. Guys, you know who they are. Knows how to get what she wants by using her body and words. Even if she doesn't physically seduce, she will emotionally seduce people. See, some ladies are married and they still do this. They get what, want, what they want through hunting words, batting an eye, right? You know what you're doing. Even if she does not physically seduce, she will emotionally seduce people. To get what it, she often feels in control, but is often used and confused. So single ladies that do this, they feel in control at the beginning, but then they're still constantly feeling used. Because you are being used. You feel in control and you use control by using your body, your body, your body flattery and emotional connection. It's empty. All of these leave us with the only true identity that we can have. And that's the queen, is what I call it, okay? She follows the king and imitates her father. She serves, she's confident with no need to prove it. A lion is a lion, regardless of what you think. You ain't going to go to a lion and say, hi, you're a house cat, right? That's ridiculous. She is what she is. She's passionate, whatever that looks like. It doesn't mean you're all loudmouths, but passion is something inside of us, isn't it? It means life is more than just, she loves life. She wants to respect men, even if she's not married, but especially her husband if she is. Because they're image bearers and brothers and kings that God made them to be. She wants her brothers to be what God made them to be. She doesn't need to tear them down in order to feel strong. She wants to see them succeed because she knows that's how God has made it. And the world is a healthier place if her brothers are the kings they're supposed to be. She wants to take care of herself, not to prove her beauty, but because she is beauty. I'm going to take care of myself physically. You know that, ladies? I'm not saying like, it's again, the opposite of all that, right? It's, it's, it's the positive of all the masks. She, she doesn't hide from her beauty, but she doesn't have to prove it. She doesn't do it because of the identity. She does it because of who she is. Shows the glory of God through her femininity. Because you do. No man can show God the way you can. That's a fact. And God has given you a power <laughs> that's incredible. Particularly, you know, married or single, like, like ladies, you can inspire your Christian brothers in ways that men can't. But, but married women, they'll never tell you this, but you have a voice in their life that can either make them feel like Superman, right, or make them feel like dirt. That's a 100% fact. And sometimes it's not just the words you say, it's the words you don't. I know that's a lot, but I had to get through all this so we can dig 
in for real in the weeks to come. And if, if you miss this part, yeah, the, you're not going to find in the Bible the playboy. But you'll find playboys in the Bible. And we'll talk about that in the, in the days to come. You'll find it, right? The seductress. You'll see them. You'll see the mouse. You'll see they're in there. My point is, throughout history, throughout time, our flesh and our enemy have tried to twist and distort God's design for this. You know, even back during the times when women were, and they were, and that's what, you know, Christ was so shocking. You know how shocking it would have been to first century men to be told these women are equal to you? Love them, sacrifice, die for them? Because remember, they're livestock. They could be considered that way. And now, it's just as shocking to hear, hey ladies, submit to your husband. Why? I'm smarter than him. He didn't say if you're not. I always say this as we go on. It's not just aimed at you ladies, okay? Because men, we don't, we aren't good at loving. But I'll tell you this. If you don't have to submit, I don't have to love. And I use the word submit. I'm not going to soften it. You know, some people try to soften it. Submission is not really submission. Yes, it is. It means, now it's beautiful because Christ submitted. But the fact that you have to tell yourself all the time so you feel like you're doing it, is, it's, a, it's a hard issue. Do you think I truly want to love like Christ loves the church in my selfishness? No, I don't. I don't want to sacrifice. I don't want to not have what I want. That's ridiculous. Neither does your husband. Your, I'm serious. Your husband doesn't always want to do that. But do you expect it of him? And guys, you demand the respect of the crown while carrying no weight? Some of you have no right to tell your woman not to tell you what to do because you've given her the throne. So bow the knee. It's one or the other. You can't have it both ways. It's God way, God's way or your way. And if it's your way, inevitably it's going to be wrong and lead to disaster, period. And that's what's happening in our culture. It's happening with children. How confused are kids? Even within the church. Guys, I'm telling you right now, it's disgusting what's happened in the church when it comes to men. Why are we ashamed to say men and women are different? Why are you ashamed to use, why is submission a word that can get a pastor fired? Why do men leave anytime they're called to be more than they are as though I'm insulting them? I've had men leave this church because I called them, right, and challenged them and said it's just as much a sin for you to do what you're doing to your wife or not do than it is for you to take drugs because it is. Anything that disobeys God's way is sin. I'm tired. I'm just, I, I, if you know me well, I'm going to end with this, and, and I'm literally going to because typically we do our, our gospel presentation. I'll give it to you briefly, okay, because that's important to me. But, I, but I'm, I am so sick and tired of the fact that we don't want to take this for what it is. You are insane if you go to church and say you're a Christian and yet pick and choose what you say is real, even though it's all in the Bible. You're a crazy person. It's not crazy to wrestle with it. It's not crazy to not like it. It's crazy to try to change it and still play the game. Just leave. Quit calling yourself something you're not. You're not a Christian if you're not following Christ. Your salvation, and, and, and well, Todd, I thought you said faith in Christ. Yes, you're right. It's not about what you don't do all the time. God has paid, right? He paid the price of it. Listen to me the proof's in the pudding. An apple tree bears apples, and a Christian acts different than the world. And if the church with a capital C isn't following Christ, then you don't follow the church. Period. And that goes from, you know, the day that I stopped preaching the Bible. 
right, in Christ. And that's another thing. P.S., I'm on a tear. I'm on a, this has nothing to do with this. If you criticize, you're a member here and you criticize the things I say and you say it's not biblical and you go home and you trash it and talk to each other and you don't come and tell me, make no mistake, you're sinning as much as anybody. Because you have a call, right? If your brother is sinning, if I'm not preaching the Bible and you don't come and tell me that, you must not be real strong in your Bible then because you feel confident enough to say it behind my back but not to my face. Good thing this one's not streaming live right now. Anyway, no one is above it. Guys, listen, men and women, we are created in the image of God. Okay? And even though our sinful actions have led us from him, God has made a way for us to come home and be redeemed and restored. You have the capability, even in a world that's stacked against you, to live out of who God has called you to be. You have the power to do it. The Bible says that the very power that raised Christ from the dead is in you if you put your faith in Jesus Christ. And if you've done that, that means you can do this. Crucify your flesh, that voice in you that wants to fight the things that are in here, right? You think it's easy? Why would they say crucify it? You've got to kill it. Not a natural segue into gospel like I normally have. So I'll tell you this. If you don't know Jesus Christ, if you can't say that if you die today, you go to heaven, you don't know him. I'm serious. I'll do it tomorrow. I've gone to church. doesn't matter. Do you believe that if you on the way home, Lord forbid, something happened, you crash, you go, you would be in eternity, you'd be in heaven. If you cannot say that, then you need to hear me today. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone in this room, every single person, you cannot earn your way back to God. It doesn't matter, you know, a lot of times you say, I've gone so far, there's no way I can come to him. That's okay, he'll come to you. And nobody in this room, don't let them fool you because they got the clean clothes or the pastor with the bright smile. He is just as dirty as you are in the sight of a holy God. Because here's the facts, God made everything perfect. Right? I heard AJ did a great job telling you the gospel last week, proud of that guy. Okay, if it helps you, remember that one. But the fact is, he made everything perfect. And he said, you got one rule, follow me. I'll tell you what right and wrong is. And we rejected it. And you reject it every day that you decide that your word trumps his. And because of that, we're separated from God. You cannot, well, I'm a good person. doesn't matter. Because unless you are perfect, it's not good enough. He is holy and perfect. We are separated. And the farther we've been from God over these thousands of years, the messier things have gotten. The uglier things have gotten. We see it in our world today. And God tried to show us. He said, can you follow 10 rules? Here, you, you can't be perfect. Just follow 10 of them. We break those every day. We break one every day. How do I know? That's why Christ said, you know, even I've never murdered someone, really. He said, if you hate your brother, you've already committed murder in your heart. That's the standard. We are sinful, and we are destined for wrath. The Bible says we're storing up wrath for ourselves, that God will has punishment stored for me and you. He does. It's right there. It's going to pour on you. That's not popular to say today, but that's a fact. So what do we do? We're in trouble. You can't pay for what you did. You can't be good enough even if you could. Because let's say somehow we wipe the slate clean. Can you be perfect moving forward? No. You're just going to store up wrath again. So in the moment of our deepest desperation, God invaded and came to us. Jesus Christ was God made flesh. He existed. He showed us how to live, told us the way of the kingdom that we had forgotten. And then did an incredible thing. He bridged the gap back home. By doing two things. Two things have to happen for us to be with God. One, we have to have the penalty erased. Right? What's the penalty? Death. And two, we've got to be equipped to know to be perfect moving forward. Right? Because otherwise we just store up wrath again. So on the cross, Christ 
died for our sins. He took your place, that cup of wrath. He shoved you out of the way and took it himself. He took it so you never have to. And he offers us a divine transaction. We give him our sin and our brokenness and our shame and our hurt. And he gives us in return the benefits of his perfect, spotless, sinless life. So that forevermore, when the father looks at us, he just sees the son, a daughter, the way you were meant to be. And then God will continue. He will equip you. He will seal you with his spirit and enable you to move closer and closer to being who you're meant to be. So how do you do that? It's a lot more powerful when she's playing music, so I just have to bang. Listen, the Bible says if you confess with your lips and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and was raised from the dead, if you confess, God, I sinned. I need you. If you do those things, you will be saved. Period. Listen to me. It's so important. I don't, I, you know, God does things the way he does. We're not going to have the altar time today because I've went too late, but, but friends, please, the altar's anywhere your knees are. Don't leave here today without being assured that you will be in paradise. Life is short. Eternity is sure. It is coming. And I don't say this often, but, you know, the Bible also says that, you know, Jesus will return. And every knee is going to call him Lord. You will either do it now willingly or you will do it because you go, oh boy. But it's too late then. It says you'll know I'm coming because it'll be like the world's in birth pains. You will hear of wars and earthquakes and famine and disease. It's not too late until it is. Whatever you do, don't leave this building today without finding someone and being sure, being sure that you're saved And not only does it save you, man, it would be cool if it just saved us from hell, but life is so much infinitely better when we are in relationship with our creator. Would you pray with me, please? Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for uh, your design, for our lives, for our families. Lord, I pray that uh, the people in this room, whether they ever come here again, God, they would walk away with something, and that is that you've uniquely made them for a purpose, God. And that, that our gender that we were born with matters. That, Lord, that we don't need to make the the exceptions, the rule, but we should look to your word for guidance. God, we see what has happened when we have turned away from you. It's a mess. Forgive us, Lord. Help us to be true image bearers of who you are to this world that so desperately needs it. I pray for the married people in here that they would walk out of here and that this would draw them closer. I pray for the single people that they would be encouraged that as they pursue being the the kings and queens, the sons and daughters of you, Lord, that they would be patient and trusting that real recognizes real and queens attract kings and kings will attract queens and to be patient as they wait for that and to not settle. God, I pray that and I pray you keep them safe and bring them back. In Jesus Christ's holy, heavenly name we pray, amen.